If you're looking for some Valentine's or even Galentine's Day looks, our friends at DNCO have you covered. They have so many pink and red tops that you can pair for literally any occasion. Use your code SWIPEFAT for 30% off your next order. Head to dia.com slash SWIPEFAT to get shopping. Hi. Do you think we can reprise my, um, remember I wanted to have like a murder podcast voice? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Hi, I'm Alex, and this is Murders in the Hallway. I I don't even know where to go from here. (laughs) 60th episode, we change our podcast. It's a murder podcast. It's a murder podcast. Surprise. Surprise. (laughs) This is now is a podcast about women who get murdered in hallways. And I'm not on it anymore. (laughs) It's just me. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it like a sex operator voice? Give it to me again. Hi. I'm Alex. Well, now it's breathier than it was before. Yeah, that's on purpose. Okay, well. (laughs) I'm trying to be a sex operator. You also, I sound like a sex robot or like a secretary hey that can be sexy though so I'll take it. <laughs> hey, uh. hey hi I'm Alex I'm Nikki and this is swipe fat don't worry we're not changing the concept I growing up guys told me I had the sexiest voice and it's before they knew like what I looked like and they always thought I was super thin by my voice mm. and I think that's yeah I think I have a thin voice which I think any voice can sound something thin quote unquote yeah but like they always how do you have a a fat voice I don't know but they were always so surprised when I was fat interesting yeah I know but here I am with my voice we can thank Brittany for punching me in my voice box in sixth grade thanks Brittany (laughs) (laughs) thanks for giving us Nikki Mm-hmm. Well, today um, we actually are going to be doing a Q&A episode for our 60th episode. Wild. Insane. We've done this 60 weeks. I mean, we've, we've been together longer than 60 weeks. Yeah, we took some breaks. We took some breaks, some vacations, some, some time, but we've done 60 episodes. That's wild. Wild. So I thought it was a little, like, it's a little good time to do a little refresh. Ask all the questions. Yeah, we also had a lot of new, new followers mm-hmm. on Instagram and TikTok. So, yeah. Um, and a, a lot of the questions we got were things that we've talked about, like. In the past. Yeah. So I think it's a good time for a refresher. A little refresh. A little reminder course. <laughs> A refresher course. This is um, Swipe Fat 101. Yes. Swipe Fat 101. And here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Your questions answered. (laughs) Is that what we're going to name it now? (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Swipe Fat 101. Okay. (laughs) Let's get, let's just jump in. Okay. Well, Nikki, how did we find each other? Because that is question number one. It is question number one. Um, I think I asked about you to one of our friends Mm -hmm. Um, 
my friend Sam was like, oh, and I was like, oh, sassy. And she goes, oh, I actually think you'd like her. I was like, yeah. And then I think I DM'd you and asked you to coffee or something. I really like, I, how do you say shoot my shot in past tense? I shot my shot. That doesn't really work, but I shot my shot. Mm-hmm. and our schedules didn't line up then we met in person because you didn't want to hang out um with this random girl that like knew your friends but you didn't know who she was um and then we that does met. sound accurate yeah <laughs> it would sound accurate um because I would have been the same way um and then we met at a holiday party mm-hmm. and then you were like oh wait I do want to hang out with this girl yeah, um, because we were pounding shots together. And I was like, okay, fine. She can hang. <laughs> uh, and then we went to brunch and I got you wasted. Yeah, I had to exit. You did. I You had to leave. Yeah. Um, I, I probably we, should have left too. I feel like I didn't eat enough. If we're, again, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Because didn't I only have like an omelet? Mm, Wasn't it yeah. like that place that closed? And I feel it like was, it was like a fancy omelet. Oh, you get, um, it was like some puff thing. I don't know. It's fine. Ted, Ted, do you remember? (laughs) You do. Okay. So some omelet. (laughs) Yeah, it was an omelet. According to Ted, it was an omelet. (laughs) Thank you, Ted, for confirming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, And then we, um, we just started talking about our lives. Well, at, at this lunch, we talked a lot about dating because Mm -hmm. we are both single um, still unfortunately and um we were talking about that and I also had mentioned that I wanted to do a podcast but I had no idea what I wanted that podcast to be and I told you you probably shouldn't do one that I do remember saying that correct you did and I was like that's fair um (laughs) and then maybe two months later three months later uh no it was well into like so we met we started we went on our brunch date in like January mm-hmm. of 2020 and we were into the summer into it was almost fall of 2020 when I I texted you with my idea well I think that's a good segue actually into like after we started the podcast um well we started talking about it mm-hmm. and we named it yes swipe fat Yes. Um, we each told our parents about it. So the next question is, is your family supportive of your podcast and your weight? Uh, my, my family's supportive of the podcast. Yes. Um, does my mom wish that it wasn't called swipe that? I think she probably did in the beginning. Well, she did in the beginning. I did get told, why are you doing a podcast about that? Why can't it just be about dating in your thirties? Yeah. Um, but she's come around and is very supportive and proud of us. Yeah. Um, my dad had a similar re- visceral reaction to the word fat being in the title. Mm-hmm. Um, just sort of like, well, why does it have to be that? Why can't it be something like swipe plus, <laughs> you know, something yeah. like he didn't want it to be the word fat. Yeah. Um, Which was exactly. He didn't care about the topic. Too. I think it was just like the word fat really mm-hmm. bothered him. Um and like supportive of my weight I feel like that has been a longer journey um like when I was younger 
definitely my parents like took me to dietitians and did all of that stuff. I've had conversations where it's like, well, it seems like everything you're happy about everything in your life, except your weight. Once I started to feel good about where I was, they also felt good about where I was. I think it was like more that they could tell that I wasn't happy Mm. um, or accepting of my own self. And, you know, any parent sort of like wants you to have what you want. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that that was probably where he was coming from whenever we had conversations about it was just like, I see that it makes you unhappy. Um, But it took me a while for me to accept it. And then I am who I am and that it is what it is. And it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like for my mom, it took a long time because I mean, starting at six years old, she was getting shamed by the doctors for me being, you know, gaining weight. And so she had, she had a heart, like, I mean, you know, telling your six-year-old or being told your six-year-old can't have juice or she can't have all of these certain things. Um, and it's your fault. You you're doing this to her. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably like extremely hard. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, I was on diets from six years old to, you know, uh, to, them paying to get my stomach ripped out when I was 24. Um, so I just think now that I do like, I'm fully acceptive of myself. She, she just wants me to be happy. Like you said, yeah, she just wants me to be happy and she sees how confident I am. I mean, she even remarks that she wishes she could be that way because she has internalized fat phobia and issues. Um, and I hope one day, like she can grow to love herself the way she is, um, the way I have. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, it's everybody, it's everybody's own journey. And as long as she's not shaming me for being myself, then we're good. Yeah. So what's your journey been like learning to love yourself? That's mm. actually the next question. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> um, it's been a really hard one. I mean, I, you know, I have been fat my entire life. Um, and I've been shamed for it my entire life, which put a lot of, I had a lot of internalized shame. I had a lot of hate for myself. I thought for the longest time that if I was thin, my life would be so much better that I had to wait. I had to wait to be a certain weight to get, to do what I wanted in life. And, um, you know, I was extremely bullied and there was a lot of things that made me not like myself. And then I, I think, I think the game changer was when I did get gastric sleeve surgery and I lost a lot of weight and I yo-yoed my entire, like go on crash diets where I'd lose, you know, I'd go to being probably midsize and then I'd bounce back. Um, I, you know, I lost a lot of weight in a really short period of time and I wasn't happy. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I think that really, truly like was the, I, the life altering moment where I was like, wait, I'm now what I would think is thin, like the thin that I wanted to be in my life hasn't changed. I don't love myself. I don't, you know, all the things that I thought would happen would happen and they didn't. And then I started doing the internal work to like myself. Mm -hmm. It was in it. It's a lot. It's been a long time. I still have bad days. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone doesn't have a day where 
they aren't thinking about. I don't mean like every day, but uh, yeah, you're going to have off days. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can have off days in dating too. You know, yes. like I can have confidence in my dating one week and then the next week I'm like, well, never mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which has been my experience lately, like, <laughs> ebbs and flows. And I think that's completely normal. Um, anyone who says that you should have it figured out by a certain time is, uh, <laughs> I don't, they don't have it figured out and they think they do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I think my journey, um, kind of started when I started doing Instagram, mm-hmm. um, cause I didn't show my face at first. My account was mainly about food and things to do in Chicago. And then I started sharing, I think I shared like one photo of me and it did really well. And I was like, Oh, that's weird. Oh, I don't, but I don't really want to share me. And I, I think it was mainly because I didn't want to be criticized on the mm-hmm. internet. Um, but when I did it, like I wasn't criticized. It was like, I was supported um, more than I thought I would. Um, I actually did a campaign with a underwear company really early on in my Instagram career. <laughs> and it like, it went like, I mean, viral for me, I got like 2000 likes or something. And um, it, it was just like the good outweighed the bad. And I think that's when I started to realize like, no one else cares. Mm-hmm. Like it's me that cares. And if they don't care, why do I care? Yeah. Like the people that matter. I mean, there are always going to be people out there who are um, rude for no reason about your weight or that they think that you're unhealthy or all those things. And, you know, it's white noise to me at this point, but I think, um, you know, I think when the good outweighs the bad, you have to start to realize that it's internal work that you need to do um, Mm -hmm. instead of like, you have to change your body to fit sort of image. Um, And once I realized that, I think it was sort of a game changer for me. And here we are. But I mean, I will say I started my Instagram when I was like 28. Mm -hmm. And so like, I really probably was yo-yo dieting, doing all that stuff until like I was 30. Mm -hmm. And like, again, you don't have to have it all figured out by a certain day or age or whatever. Like you can start that journey now. I 100% agree at any age. I think like you can start learning to like yourself. Mm -hmm. So since we began the podcast, have either of our opinions or attitudes and outlooks changed about dating? Yeah. Yes. I absolutely used to date with um, the intention of marriage or meeting someone that I wanted to be with long-term and also dating with um, like, I would swipe mostly on people that I thought would want to date me instead of, Oh, I think he's cute. Oh, I think he's interesting. Like I want to swipe on him and I don't care if he doesn't match with me. I think it was more like, I would go into it like, okay, this guy looks like he has all the checklist things and he looks like he would like fat women. Mm. Um, and now I don't do that anymore, but I think the only way that was really like unlearning that was having a bunch of, you know, guests on who were talking about how, how 
to and not to, and, you know, talking to other people through this whole process and learning that, you know, you should be having fun on dates. They don't need to be interviews and, um, like you can still date with intention. Um, like you can still date to want to get married and still want to have fun. Those things can be, um, harmonious. They don't have to be in conflict with each other. Um, and I think I thought that they had to be like in conflict <laughs> with each other. So yes, I, I think I date with better intention. And now I think I'm starting to date smarter instead of harder. I think I was like purposely making it harder for myself. So I like didn't eat someone. I think the way I've changed dating is that I don't give people I think that now I don't go out with somebody just to go out with somebody because they might like me that mm-hmm. I do. I like them. Mm-hmm. I think about that. Like, am I interested in them? Do I want to be around them? Do they make me excited before I was like, I'll take what I can get. Yeah. Now I've really, yeah. I've and really, I think that's also the dating smarter, not harder thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. like it definitely like we dating with intention. Mm-hmm. Like, do you actually like if, <laughs> you could definitely go on dates with people that you don't even think that you're going to like. That's if you want to just like get some dating under your belt, which I think people should do. Yeah. If they aren't used to dating in there, that's that that's a way I think to get comfortable with the thought of rejection or right. Um, just like getting comfortable dating because you're scared of it. Like go up people you're uncertain about or you're not even interested in and just like go through the motions. Mm hmm. Yeah. But I think like now we know what we want Mm -hmm. and we're more focused on that. Like we've done all the, like, got all that out of our system. Yeah. And like now we're rewiring our brains to be like, I want to actually meet someone and have a relationship with them. Like, how do I do Mm -hmm. that? Yes. How do I do that? Smart. Smarter, not harder. Yeah. What was our, (laughs) what was our affirmation? (laughs) Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. We're not going to try this. No. I'm only going on dates with people I'm interested in. That was it. No, it's not. That was too easy. Yeah. (laughs) I think it was we like. I thought it was just we like. Oh, we're only going on dates with people we like. Maybe. Both are great. Both are great. (laughs) Both are great. I think it should be, we're only going on dates with guys we want to kiss. <laughs> that's that too. That too. <laughs> I used to swipe and I'd be like, mm, no, I don't even think I want to kiss him. Why would you go on a date with him? Yeah. Why? <laughs> don't go on a date with someone that you don't even want to kiss. Yeah. No. Stupid Alex. <laughs> <laughs> We've learned. We've grown. We've grown. <laughs> Stupid Alex. <laughs> oh, what was your longest relationship and why did it end? Um, mine was with my most recent ex, which is like three years ago. And um it ended because I wanted to move things forward and he did not. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I I was 34, I think. Mm-hmm. 33. And um, I was sort of like, I know what I want. And what I want is to get married and move in and do the whole thing. And 
he said that he wanted that and then he took that back so mm-hmm. and because it's part of the question how long was it? um our relationship was only seven months okay but we had already I think when you're older I think things get a little bit more accelerated mm-hmm. um we were spending a lot of time together and talking about moving in so um, yeah you talked seven- about the future and then he took it away correct yes yeah. talked about I was talking about my there was a lot going on yeah kids and we've talked about eggs. it on the drunk cast yeah I think in detail so if you guys want to join our patreon I think it's one of the first couple of drunk casts we go real deep into it mm-hmm. lots of wine was had before mm-hmm. we went into this whole thing yeah there's a lot of other things that went into that relationship but we do not need to go Mm-mm. no we don't need to go into it. Okay. Um, mine was a little over a year. And we, for similar reasons, I thought it was because we ended up going long distance. But um, it's because we wanted two different things. Um, he didn't want to get married or have kids. And I want the option. Mm-hmm. So um, he. Yeah. Isn't that always the thing? It's like, I just want the option. Yeah. I want the option. So I don't need you to know exactly. I mean, now I kind of do like, Mm -hmm. God, like all these men on these apps who are like 40 doesn't know. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, well then you fucking know, Brian, you know, you don't want kids, Brian. If you don't know, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) well, I like, I think about how I even was like, well, you know what? No, I don't want kids. Like I can have a fulfilling life without kids. And he, and then he was like, no, you Mm. need, you as a person need kids. You need to have kids. And he made that decision for me and made the decision that he didn't want to have them with me. So, um, and I'm grateful that I'm grateful because there are a lot of other issues that were not just those, um, that I was, you know, the red flags that I wasn't paying attention to to that. I had my blinders on. Um, Mm -hmm. so, uh, I'm grateful for what I learned in that relationship. He was probably my, he was my second long-term relationship but like my first true like great love so yeah yeah well what are you the next question is what are you looking for in a dream partner dream partner is somebody who supports me Mm -hmm. um and all my dreams and aspirations and I'll do the same for them uh they'd hopefully be ambitious as well um that we laugh a lot together they love ted um that we can just kind of be best friends and have a good time doing nothing but then we have a great time going out and you know exploring the city and doing all the things that i do normally and hopefully his days align with mine too um i think it's i don't think i want anything like insane yeah i think i just want like i just want a, a true partner um, who makes me laugh and then I want to make out with and hopefully is a good dresser. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't like have to make all the money in the world because I don't make all the money in the world. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, I just, yeah, I just want a partner. What about you? I just want someone who's, I think like before, um, like what I was looking for was probably like, let's be quirky and like cool, and, like get fun job and like all mm-hmm. these things. And like literally, all I want right now is someone who's stable, like a good communicator, 
um and like is my best friend I like there's literally the it's not even like the bar is low the bar is high it's just like it's a very simple thing Mm -hmm. but they're very hard things we've learned yeah yeah (laughs) good communicator (laughs) well like freaking impossible someone who's like emotionally available that's what I mean when I mean stable like yeah you're emotionally available like yes you have a job and all of those things but it's more about your emotion like Mm -hmm. you can communicate your emotions in a clear concise way that's what I mean when I say stable and they're emotionally available and stable in the beginning like and throughout, it's not a, that they put on the front at the beginning to lock you in and then they, it stops mm-hmm. that like, yeah, my friend actually messaged me something. Hold on. I'm going to find it because it was good. Personality opens the door, but character keeps it open. Oh, mm-hmm. because like you can be personable and like everything that you want, but like your character is going to be how well you communicate um if you're there for someone all those things yeah I I love that yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) what's our next question when did you start dating confidently and how Mm. um I think probably when I started dating confidently and like being super comfortable in myself and being like you're hot like they should want to date you too um I think I was around 27 so four years ago almost five years ago um I think that was around the age where that 27 was a big year for me because I really came into my own um that is the year that like me and that boyfriend broke up uh but I think also breaking up with him really, and that's the year I moved to Chicago and I had to be on my own. That really unlocked some things in me and took a lot, gave me the time and to reflect and to learn about myself and to find like who I truly am and what I wanted. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think mine just, it literally ebbs and flows. I think that I've always like first date sort of stuff. I feel like I've always dated pretty confidently because I feel like I know what I bring to the table it's usually when I get into like day three four five six when it starts getting like serious then I start to freak out and I'm because I think that's when I realized like okay so now we have to talk about the hard stuff mm-hmm. like um usually that's when I feel like maybe like weight stuff will come up or um you know those like discussions mm-hmm. um yeah so I think it just I mean I think it honestly is just an an ebb and flow thing I think dating confident like being confident and dating confident are two two different different things yeah you actually brought up like having conversations about weight that's something that I didn't do before this podcast is I never brought up like my fears or feelings about being fat Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's something that I've like been open and honest about since um, and it's been discussions and relationships and people I'm dating. So I guess that is something new and yeah. good. It's good. Yeah. We've learned so much. <laughs> it only took us 60 episodes. That's yeah. Well, you know what? We're not experts. We never said we were experts. Like, this no, is, no, we never did. Yeah. This is a podcast chronically our dating journey. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> we don't have it figured out. And if we did have it figured out, nobody would want to listen to us. I know, right? <laughs> so boring. <laughs> We're both like married and like. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Married and like <sighs> annoyingly happy. Yeah. No. That's, that's when this podcast is over. <laughs> yeah. When we pivot to only having guests at that point. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> do you typically message guys first on dating apps? Yeah, I do. Um, if I'm interested in them, I will, um, Bumble, you have to obviously, but on Hinge and Tinder, if I like think they're super interesting or attractive, I will message them first because it's statistically proven, especially for fat people that if you make the first move, you're seen as confident and that's attractive. The return on investments higher. If you do that. Um, I do as well. Yeah. Especially if I think they're cute. Mm-hmm. Why not? useful but yeah I've mostly been on Bumble lately but I, th- I think I might move over to Hinge I need a break I'm on Hinge Bumble and Tinder I don't know oh, what's wrong with man. me I'm on a dating like spree that is I'm a try- I'm trying to a life choice and it's not really a great one <laughs> I'll well, admit. I like that you told us how many the ones you're on because someone asked if you if either of us have ever used plus size dating apps um, we have like, we've joined and then we've immediately deleted. I think <laughs> I truly, I, we should give one on and like actually give it a chance. I think, um, like a real chance, but also with just plus size dating apps, like, I don't know, like, is it, I'm I think they scared my body. Yeah. I think they scared us because we both, um, I mean, I think we literally both joined the same day app. yeah same day same app and it was not good yeah um and I think we were both scared because we both have like I mean I know I have a fear of like being fetish fetish I'm really bad at saying that word and um <laughs> I'm so scared of it I can't even say the word oh. <laughs> um so I like that just feels like a breeding ground. Um, mm-hmm. but that could be my own thing. So I mean, I know people who have enjoyed it and mm-hmm. um met people on it. Uh, maybe we do an episode where we try again. I think we should try again. I think it it's been over a year since we tried. Like if Zayn Malik's on it, why can't we? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Was that confirmed? I don't think it, I, I didn't do my research to see if they confirmed it. Um, I just remember the headlines. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I, I guess something we should say, like, since it wasn't like we talk about being fetishized, um, I think our thoughts, that's something that's changed since the beginning of, mm-hmm. you know, we were so worried about being a fetish and somebody liking us for only our body. And I think at least for me, that I've come to the conclusion is, do I want to be better sized without consent? No. Um, do I want to be with somebody who's a feeder? No. Um, is it, should it be considered a fetish for somebody to be attracted to plus size and fat women? I don't think so, but society's deemed it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, well, so what if somebody's sexually attracted to my body because I have extra fat or extra curves? Like, why is that a bad thing? Yeah, like, that's that's where I've come across. But I would like to know it's happening and to not. Um, I think it's more. 
the leading mm-hmm. with sex um mm-hmm. in any context I mean if I, even if I were a straight size person I wouldn't want someone leading with sex and mm-hmm. I think that that's that's where it comes from for me personally yeah. like I if you only want to have sex with me and that's how we start talking and I don't know I think yeah. that's yeah, I wouldn't want that if I like from a straight size person or even if I was straight size. I right. want you to like get to know me and like me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a conversation I had with a guy who I'd been on a date with who then I learned did have a fat fetish. Like having an open, honest conversation with him one night at a bar, like way after we dated, um, was like very eye-opening to for him to be like, like it doesn't have to be like. I guess I always, I just thought it was all like demonic in Mm -hmm. my head. Like it was all like super insane and intense and like, you know, they want to fuck my belly button. I don't really know what I thought. And it's literally just because society deemed it a fetish to like a fat person that then they think they have a fat fetish because they find plus size women beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like they find fat people more attractive than thin people. I Mm -hmm. don't know. Yeah. It's a mind fuck in itself yeah yeah taking a day by day with that right yeah there's nothing wrong with someone thinking that you're beautiful is like there's nothing wrong with that no 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 um okay so when you're on an app I know that you have an answer to this so I'm gonna ask you what are your best openers to use and what has been most successful for you personally fuck Mary kills are always great Mm -hmm. um Fuck, my Mary kills really get a lot of like gross guys out of the way they too. Do. They do. They really do. Um, my soup question has really been killing it lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now on Bumble, I will just say, hey, their name and a wave and it gets them coming. Like, okay. it, like it's simple. <laughs> it gets them coming? It, it, it gets a response. Okay. Or it gets some coming. <laughs> I'm a teenage boy. It's me. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Yeah, the fuck Mary Kill thing was um, big. You, I mean, like, you know, people always suggest if there's something in their profile that you guys have in common, um, bring that up. I mean, I've, that's been my go-to with a few guys recently. Um, if they're into music, I always ask what the last three bands they listened to was um that's big for me so yeah uh, I like talking to people about where they traveled um mm-hmm. that's a big one for me yeah find something that interests you and then like open with it because then it can start a conversation in itself yeah I feel like the say just saying hi thing I, it does like if someone's boring you're gonna find out really fast if they're boring so yes. I guess that's a good thing um and if you're being lazy on Bumble because you have to message them that's a great one yeah sometimes I can't find anything in their profile mm-hmm. that is like like literally you have nothing in there mm-hmm. like bad prompts whatever this is usually means that it's not going to go well but mm-hmm. even sometimes I'm like okay but I still think you're cute and, yeah let's you give know. it a chance you know yeah, I know have have any of those come to fru- a good fruition no no, no. I, I always go back to like my ex's profile because I met him on tinder he just had like the countries, like where he'd lived, like he was like U.S. to England, back to U.S. That's okay. all he had. That's all he had. 
and somehow it worked out. I don't, <laughs> so I'm like, sometimes I'm like, you know, maybe they just don't know. But if they're, I, I will, if there's, they don't answer any questions or on Tinder, if they don't have a bio, I don't swipe on them anymore. Mm, yeah. That's, I need, I need something. And like, don't just answer the questions with the same answer, like on hinge, because you have to fuck that. That's a red flag. Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> Um, how do you handle rejection or being ghosted? I always relate everything back to my weight. Yeah. I, I actually did a whole TikTok about this because, mm-hmm. um, that happened to me recently. You know, you can be, you can be very confident and go on a bunch of dates and still mm-hmm. like have that feeling yeah. of like relating everything back to your weight. Um, I had this guy who, uh updated his photos while we were still talking and that sent me into a spiral mm-hmm. <laughs> um and I wasn't handling it well at all uh I think the the best way to that I have found recently is to not put all of your focus on one person so you know like you can always you're always going to like someone like a little bit better while you're dating mm-hmm. around um, but I try to trying really hard to be talking to more than one person at a time. That doesn't mean that I'm seeing them both at the same time, but like texting with someone or messaging in the app mm-hmm. so that like you're, when you do have something like that happen, you're not like completely let down. Yeah. Um, and you're not putting all your eggs in one basket, basically. I think that that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. I think something that helps also a little bit with getting um, rejected is if you don't talk to them for like weeks leading up to your meeting. Yeah. Um, That really helps because you're not fully invested at that point either. Mm -hmm. Um, Because usually if you talk to people, the longer you talk to people, the less likely you will to meet up with them. Correct. Um, I get wanting some comfortability around there, but if like me, I use apps almost as a way to meet people like I would in the wild. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very open to meeting sooner rather than later. Um, I don't want to have long in-depth conversations because I'd rather talk to you about that face-to-face, but I know a lot of people do. So I would just like find your minimum that you need to talk to somebody and then like try to initiate a meeting if they don't even initiate just so to put up a barrier for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then know that like, we all get rejected and we reject people like, yeah, we're rejecting people too. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, what also is a great way to handle rejection, mm-hmm. um, making an ick list. Yes. Um, I did that with onesie and, uh, it makes it so much easier to be over it. Yeah. Make a list of all the things that like you didn't love about the person all the red flags yeah and it can also be really stupid stuff like his nails were too long or I don't know it's an example I I was I was wondering if his nails were too long no I I just I don't know it's just something I was thinking about and or like I didn't like I don't know what else uh the way he chewed um you know stupid stuff Mm -hmm. then he wore a onesie yeah this the stupider like usually the better um with it um and then every time you're down look at that list yeah yeah easy to be over it yeah 
Tinks also is really into a crush list. Have you read this? Yes. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like writing anybody you have a crush on can be somebody you don't even know their name. You can come across them on the internet or the coffee guy, like put a list and like whenever you need a little pep in your step, like you go and you look at all these like cute people in your thing and be like, oh, there's hope. There's, yeah, there's other people. Yeah. 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 That's especially good if, I mean, I know for me personally, like I'm not, I'm not talking to anyone right now. I mm-hmm. think, um, you know, like sometimes, you know, we're on this podcast and Nikki and I talk about like all these dates we're going on. I think sometimes it makes it seem like we're out and about all the time. That's not necessarily true. No. Like some weeks we will go on two or three dates and then we won't t- talk to anyone for a month. Yeah. So, you know, it's the same for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's ebbs and flows and there's good and bad. And, you know, right now I'm not talking to a single person starting over. (laughs) Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm like casually chatting with two people, but I have no dates plans. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't really meet anybody new last week or in between, like, you know, it's it, yeah there's definitely some months where I don't even want to talk to anybody but like I'm on the point where I'm swiping and I just think everybody's gross like people who are like damning me and I'm like if yeah like guys are trying to put effort in like they'll send a message and then they'll follow it up with something I'm like yeah that's too much for me thank you <laughs> bye <laughs> like you know like yeah <laughs> I like getting super liked on Tinder really creeps me out right now. So that mm. I know that like, maybe I'm not like super invested in trying to d- find somebody to date right now, like yep. this week, yep. next week, com- completely hell two days from now. I could be like, okay, yeah, your mood can change. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Last week I needed a break. Now I'm back. Yeah. I think feel like you owe yourself whatever you feel like is right for you, but don't do that from a place of fear. Mm-mm. Do that from a place of burnout yeah. or like being tired. It shouldn't be about mm-hmm. fear. Cause I think we sometimes mistake the two. Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah. No, right now mine's just because I'm tired and busy with work and I can only handle so much. And mm-hmm. We all go through that. That's real life. We can't be dating 24 seven. No. What do you do when you're in a funk and losing hope of finding your person? Um, I actually really like to watch (laughs) rom-coms. Okay. Um, Because they hype me up again. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I want that. Because sometimes I think I get in this funk where I'm like, oh, it's never going to happen for me or um, I'm never going to find that kind of love. And I think that gives me like a silly little hope. It's not like, mm-hmm. I think that that's, you know, that exact scenario is going to happen to me or that that's how love works. Um, I think it's more just being like, oh, okay. I feel better now. Yeah. Um, I think it has to be something that works for you. So, I mean, going out with friends, mm-hmm. um, going to yoga, I think it's like any way you get yourself out of a funk can mm-hmm. get you out of that funk as well. Yeah, I think for me, it's going out with my friends and just having fun and like living my best life possible. Um, But I also intentionally date to have fun. Like I don't go into any date thinking, oh, this could be my person. Like, I think that that is something that's helped me with that feeling, which I know it's not for everybody because like, like Alex said, she, she is intentionally dating 
while having fun. Mm -hmm. So I think you just have to decide what's, you know, works best for you. Yeah. I think also if it is consuming you to the point where it's all you can think about, Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, I've known people, I think therapy is a great way to talk it out with someone who isn't like a third party and knows nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think for the most part, like, yeah, I, I'll get in a funk, but it's not something that I, in, I think about on a 24 seven basis. Mm-hmm. Um, because ultimately I like my life the way it is. It would be nice if a person was in it, mm-hmm. but I don't need someone. And I think that that if, if there's something attached to it where there's like a physical need, um, I think it's good to talk externally about why you think you need that mm-hmm. um, with a professional. Yeah. How do you get past thinking about how much easier dating would be if you were thin? Um, I just go on TikTok and I see how much dating sucks for them. Yeah. Like, honestly, like I know hearing stories from my friends, like I knew it sucks. It truly does suck for us. And I think in us being that makes it harder, but mm-hmm. it's just as shitty out there for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, like we always say like dating sucks. It's just dating's hard. It's just harder for us. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's true. Like, but I don't think it's like, and I think that's true of any, like you can say that for anything, mm-hmm. um, for being, black or for having some sort of disability like it's going to be that much harder um to meet someone um because you there's like more work involved um mentally like you know doing the work too um but is it hard for everyone yes yeah yeah and that this and I've been straight size and it was just as hard (laughs) then um, as it is now, I think mm-hmm. too, because like, I didn't even really like myself. Mm-hmm. So you got to think about that too. Like, yeah. The amount of straight sized people who do not love themselves is exponential. That's not a word. Exponential. That's a word. Exponential. Is Expo- that what are you trying to say? You know what? We're just going to cut that out. <laughs> I think too, um, Another thing that I think is like worthwhile to talk about is how much men are insecure Mm -hmm. about themselves. And it was not something that I really thought about until I was like dating multiple at the same time and like how much they would talk about. And I was like, oh God, like put it on the ick list. Like I don't, you know, it's unattractive. Um, But yeah, so much more insecure that I feel like than even me. Mm -hmm. I think it definitely like a lot of guys I've dated recently needed like validation. Um, mm-hmm. It would get uncomfortable if I touched certain parts of their bodies. Yeah. Um, yeah. They definitely, it's, I don't want to say it's refreshing to know this, but like, I think sometimes we forget that other people are insecure. Yeah. I think so because we're so focused on our mm-hmm. own insecurities. Cause I think I was that person. Yeah. Um, and like that actually goes into this question how can I believe that the man I'm actually dating likes me and once you started dating did your self like the 
your fat phobia kind of like go away, which is like, no, it doesn't go mm-hmm. away. Like fat phobia, your internalized fat phobia is something you have to work on daily. It yeah. doesn't just go away if you meet someone. Yeah, it having actually, no actually kind of gets worse. Doesn't doesn't <laughs> fix everything. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. External validation fixes nothing. Yeah. Um, I, I but I think it it goes like hand in hand. If like this guys could be thinking the same thing. Like, how does she actually like me? Or like, you know, I think we always as two as women, we always put this on ourselves of like. I just want him to like me. And it's like, well, you both have to like each other. Yeah. But if he he's telling you he likes you and he's asking, making an effort to spend time with you yeah, and he likes you and it, believe him. Right. Believe him at his first word. Yes. Like, t- yeah. and then see his action, like his mm-hmm. actions should be meeting those words. Yeah. If they're not, then, then there's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. But if his actions are meeting his words take him at his words and his actions yeah that goes for any relationship it does yeah how do you know they fetishize you rather than just like your body have you ever been on a date with someone who fetishized you or made it out to feel that way um I wasn't dating him but I did have sex with a man who in the middle of the sexual encounter <laughs> um, was like, I love sex with fat women, or I love having sex with fat women, or I love fat bodies. It was something around along those lines. And it was a very general message. It wasn't like, I love your fat body, or I love your boobs, or I love your roles. It was like, I love fat women. And you're like, well, uh, well, not we, it was just me. I was like, wait, <laughs> squeeze me. Like yeah. what is happening? And I just immediately was so turned off um, and didn't know what to do or say. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was like a regret I have of like not stopping it and being like, Hey, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's when I realized, I, and actually I think like Nikki and I ended up talking it out. And I think that's when I realized it like, I didn't love, I think at the time I, I was like, well, I don't like that he's calling me fat, but I think what I didn't like was that he was generalizing it, like yeah. that he wasn't making it about me. It wasn't like that he was finding me sexy. It was mm-hmm. like that he was just like having sex with a body mm-hmm. and that that was what he was excited about. Like, that's the sucky part. Mm-hmm. He was fetishizing, fetishizing. Oh my God. I'm so bad at that word. He's just like, he was <laughs> like, he just wanted my body, not me. Yes. And that didn't make me feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we didn't. But he wanted to keep talking. Like what? No, 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 sir, no, sir. I had a man who I met on in in the wild. Um, who like I get fetishized a lot online, like in my DMs. But in the I met this guy in the wild, and he we exchanged numbers, and one on at the jump, it was all about my body. And how much he loves big girls and big girls, this big girls, that. And I, like, I even told him at one point, I was like, I'm not interested in talking to you anymore. Like, I don't want to just be a body. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the most I've been fetishized. It's all been online or whatever. So I've never had it happen in the bedroom or with somebody I was actually dating. Yeah. Yeah. That's the worst Mm -hmm. it was for me. Yeah, I did date a guy who said he liked larger bodies, mm-hmm. but it was something that I learned 
way later on, like mm-hmm. after we had gotten to know each other. And I think like that is to me the ideal for me personally, how mm-hmm. I would want it to happen. So that's why I'm saying like four or five dates, you know, like mm-hmm. by then you might be having those conversations and, yeah. it, you know, then it's like, at least I know that he knows things about me and there's like things he likes that aren't just about my body puppet man did tell me that he had a plus size preference um when we were in person Mm -hmm. um and then I've had another guy who was on the dating show that I went on a few dates with who told me that too and um yeah so but before that I've never nobody's ever said anything like that Mm mm-hmm and I think um, I wonder if it's just because it's more either we're more aware or um it's more I don't know I think like things have changed a little bit with the body positive movement and just like the things are you're it's more acceptable yeah to want what you want mm -hmm. um yeah and I think like now like people are learning verbiage and like mm -hmm. how to say like what they're how to express those things in a in a way that doesn't seem like it's a fetish right yeah it's become more acceptable and different things I don't know I agree yeah um do you have any advice for late bloomers does it feel so hard or dating feel so hard with limited experience yeah I mean I think um our advice and we've said this a a lot is just do it Mm -hmm. it it, unfortunately it's going to be like ripping off a band-aid Mm-hmm. um just go on dates and get the experience yeah it's like getting a new job you mm-hmm. gotta just put in some time and work and then eventually you'll be like oh yeah that's not so bad this isn't so hard this is fun and go from there but I think like yeah you just have to do it and I, I don't think you have to say anything to anyone about inexperience like you're going on dates you don't need to be like oh this is my first date no I would definitely want to do that I was a late bloomer uh first relationship was at 24 I lost my virginity at 24 so I think like my first kiss wasn't until I was 18 and that was what my best friend's brother at the time and he completely regretted it and was blacked out and didn't remember he did it um and then I didn't have another one until I was like maybe I once or twice in college when that guy we talked about but like again it wasn't until I was like 23 and I didn't say a word um I didn't say a word until I went to have sex with him because I just clammed up and I got nervous and I said like you know that I was a virgin but I think that's only you only have to say that if you want to say it Mm -hmm. that that that's not their information to have right yeah Yeah, but rip off the band-aid just if you want to start doing it do it mm-hmm. yeah. and there's nothing to be embarrassed about no nothing, nothing. And if someone makes you feel that way I will come in shank them shank yeah shank them. <laughs> <laughs> so weird sorry I don't know why I went shank I'm sorry <laughs> that's my Florida coming out <laughs> she's gonna come and shank them <laughs> and I'll come and give them a talking to <laughs> okay can we take uh no I don't know nope, you gotta leave that one in <laughs> okay okay we have um, so many questions why don't we just do like one more and then I you know what this should go into the next episode okay you like that 
Okay. I'm shy and fat. How do I even meet anyone in the wild? Um, Miss wild expert. (laughs) How does one meet in the wild? Um, well, great question, Nikki. I don't know um, if there there's okay. Basically, I think you have to be open to meeting people mm-hmm. um, in the wild. Um, I wouldn't go out with the intention to meet somebody because when you do that, in my experience, nothing ever happens. It's when you like are just going out and having fun and living your life that like, yeah, I get approached. I think that there are ways to do it and still be like having fun and doing things that you like. Mm -hmm. So I think finding um, events that pertain to things that you like, like a book reading or a club, um, like, are you really into anime or something like that? Find a club that meets um, in person, not online and go to it um, and go by yourself. Um, I know that's terrifying. Um, but it's just think, opened up so big. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's the best way to do it. And people will want to talk to you and like, you know, bring you into the group and stuff. Um, I, but I think those, that's the best way if you're shy and you don't like going out by yourself to like a bar or something, um, is to find a club and a great way to do that is on like Facebook or those meetup groups. Mm-hmm. Um, people are starting to meet again in person. There's like walking groups, running groups. Um, Alex just sent me this really cool, like concert series that mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go to. It's like where they do like local artists playing. And like, I, that's something I would vibe with that I would do normally. So might hit that up to maybe find another artist to date, which I shouldn't do. <laughs> no. Yeah. I think those are all great ways to meet people and, um, but to enjoy yourself while you're out in the wild and then like, hopefully you meet someone. I think when you go to those things, your intention should be to talk to like two new people every time you go. And like, that doesn't mean it has to be a guy or if you're, you know, into women, it doesn't have to be a woman. It can be anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can lead to things. You never know. Make a new friend. They can know Mm -hmm. someone who they want to set you up with. You never know. But I think like going out and just meeting a ton of people is helpful in that way. And if you're shy, this is good practice to like get yourself out there and do that. And I think (laughs) doing that, like finding an event you can go to once a month Mm -hmm. is an ideal. Yeah. To add on to dating on apps. Mm Mm-hmm. Or even like work happy hours. Well, not like your work happy hour, but networking events, I think are, would be great because then you're like-minded in your jobs and mm-hmm. or volunteering. Volunteering is a great way. Mm-hmm. That'd be a cute meet. Meet cute. Meet cute. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I think those are great, great ways. ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should take some of that advice. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I will. I probably should. I will. Yeah. The last, I don't know. My last ex I met in the wild. Um, and the one before that too. I mean, mm. I think it's absolutely possible. It is. I think, and especially now with 
things starting to open up, people are like wanting human interaction. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. And with how dating app culture is, um, meeting somebody in the wild would be refreshing. And I think a good, would be a good change to just solely dating on the apps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, make sure you guys are following us on Instagram and TikTok at Swipe Bat. Uh, join our Facebook group, search Swipe Bat Podcast. It's private. Everybody's talking about all the different things. It's not just dating related. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a great way to find other fat friends. Yep. Um, yeah. I guess we'll see you guys next week with more questions. We will. Bye. Bye.